rundown, no pep because of tired blood. That record, Got Me High, is proud to be sponsored by fast-acting Geritol. Feel stronger fast in just seven days or money back. When you feel weak and run down, your trouble may be due to what doctors call iron deficiency anemia. We call it tired blood. Check with your doctor and to feel stronger fast, take Geritol, the high-potency tonic that begins to strengthen iron-poor tired blood in just 24 hours. In only one day, Geritol iron is in your bloodstream, carrying strength and energy to every part of your body. Check with your doctor and if tired blood is your problem, take Geritol, liquid or tablets every day. Feel stronger fast in just seven days or money back. That record got me high is also proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic cataloging the absurd goings-on at the Zorro television channel and is available at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high and isthistomorrow.com bring you three out of four members of R.E.M. being interviewed in 1984. from R.E.M., Mike Mills, over here, Mike Mills over here, Peter Buck, Michael Stipe, um, we're behind the old church, which is where R.E.M. had their first show four years ago on April 5th, um, Mike, is it still fun? Oh yeah, tons. Tons of fun? Yep. Bill, what kind of rumors have you heard about the band and what do you think of them? Peter. 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 <laughs> and you know Bill too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've, it's great being back in town because we've got all these really wonderful rumors that you know, Michael's disappeared and or becoming a monk that's going to raise monkeys in, in the Tibetan hills. Uh, we're all millionaires now. You know, one of us has a terrible drug habit that's going to have us hospitalized. All kinds of great rumors, none of which are true, but um, it's worse in Boston. Wouldn't it, it would be so interesting? <laughs> okay. Um. Um, so are we, are we... We've been rolling. Good? We're rolling. Are, we, are, are you sure we're rolling? Are we taping? I see, yeah, I see, <laughs> I see the lines when changing. When the lines stop, just keep glancing and when, when the lines I'll say. stop, well, yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Boy, these cookies, man. Oreos are five spooky Halloween designs. As if anybody's going to look at the fucking design of the cookie. <laughs> I know. Just <laughs> shove it in your mouth. Hey, Fuck this is me. a different one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Oreo Speedwagon. Oh. Oh. oh wow. That. Oh, come on. Somebody That's must good. have done that. Oh. <laughs> All right, welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And we are eating Oreos with orange-colored cream, even though yeah. it's not even October yet, but uh -uh. that just shows we do not give a fuck here mm -mm. at That Record Let Got Me High. Let me get a little high. crunchier. All right, we got a special guest today, Barry. We have uh, all the way from St. Pete. It's another patron. A patron of that record got me on. What do you mean a patron, Rob? Yeah, well, he went to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, and he became a patron of the show. And he wrote us some emails and said, hey, you know, I really like you guys. So here's this is a lesson for you guys. Become a patron. 
Send us some emails and uh, kiss our asses a little yeah. about how great we are. Yeah. And look, he you don't really down, even have to do just just he drove do the down from Saint Pete, and, and he's well, kissing yeah, you know, the kiss her can't hurt. We're gonna know um, you're lying. He drove down from Saint Pete. Let's welcome Mr. Tom Lowry to the show. Welcome, Tom. All right, thank you. And there was a little bit of a screening process, but it wasn't that painful. Yes, and we, I think, pretty much now I'm 90, 99% sure that Tom is uh, not going to kill us, not going to murder us, because <laughs> you have no idea what. The, the level of anxiety. That well, it's a stranger. A stranger is coming to your home. I don't know. I don't know you. No, you're right. Right. And so, you know, we meet at a restaurant. You do the We'd have done it at screening. my house. I would have been like, what? I'm not going to. Just come over. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> well, you're obviously. You're I'm a, a southerner. <laughs> yeah. I grew up, I'm, and it's just like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm from New York. All right. We yeah. Don't try. <laughs> Drive your car up on the lawn. But you know, it turns out. For Ben Beethoven's song. Yeah. Tom's a great guy. And uh, and I think we're all going to Data Lester's a South Florida institution. Yes, There's about is. 55 minutes left where I won't kill you, I promise. There <laughs> we go. But after, you know, parking, yeah. parking lot, all, all bets are off. Um, all right. So, Tom, you came to the show and you picked a band and a record. And what are we doing? What are we're we doing about? R.E.M.'s Reckoning, their second album. And R.E.M., have, I don't know. Have you heard of this band, Barry? Yeah. R.E.M. <laughs> R.E.M. Speedwagon. I remember them from, uh, no, actually... Yes, I, uh, I'm i a R.E.M. fan. And, um, As am I. And this is a great record. And it's hard. I Early on when we first started doing this podcast, I, I was thinking, well, obviously we're going to do an R.E.M. Sure. record, at least one. But it's hard. I was it was hard for me to think which yeah, one. And there's some good is, ones. But this is a great one to do. I, because, yeah, and I, I said I broke the rules and talked about the show before the show. I think this is their... I think if this is their... If you want... If you, if you, Desert Island record... Mm-hmm. I would say this is the Desert Island record. This is where, which is bizarre because sophomore efforts are usually like, well, they were, fu-, you know, Dream Syndicate, yeah, right? Yeah. So you this know? goes down, some bands right. have like really great sophomore records, and this can go down as probably one of the greatest, one of the greatest. sophomore yeah, yeah. records of right. the band. I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, you, you you start off with Murmur, and you're going, okay, well, what's next? Right. And they, they pivot. They did it. And they did it. They yeah, did it. And right. many bands, you know, that's the end of them. Right. They, they come out with well, a... Well, they had genuine... There was there was a, a great deal of depth there. And obviously, um, you know, the ingredients, the four ingredients of that band, plus the, the fact that they had great management and great legal representation, it's it's... People talk about you know the bands, but the fact that these guys had two guys on their side who were working f- for them in a way that was way above what other bands had gave them you know the ability to realize their potential. Right, Jefferson um, Holt and Burtis Downs. Burtis Downs, yeah. that's right. Uh, both great guys. Both you know got in very early. Like Jefferson toured with them. Yeah, right. Um, in the van. Get in know. the van. That's yeah, right. The, the Dodge. Green Dodge. Jefferson, I think we're lost. <laughs> yeah, that might even come up in his lyrics. Might, later. oddly enough. But Burtis was the other um, secret weapon that they yeah. had, not yeah. to get into legal problems or have the record companies run all over them. So they said, "No, these are the terms. Mm. This is what we're going to do." And, yeah. Or Burtis would say, "Now let me read that contract." Oh no! Scratch, 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 right. scratch, scratch. And uh, how many bands can we talk about that are great bands that just got screwed over totally. early on? And, right, right. You know, and yeah. that's the end of them. Oh yeah, right. that's usually the story. Yeah. Steve yeah. Mitchner, Big Dippers, calling out to Steve <laughs> Mitchner. <laughs> right. All right. So you, so we're all above the same age. And one thing mm. I was thinking, this is like a lot of times, some bands you like, you you hear about them, and then you go back, like you relate. 
to him. But I could probably safely say all of us kind of learned about REM right from the start. Like we knew about mm-hmm. them right when that first record came out, Murmur, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, actually, I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to pull the hip card. Oh, because he lives in Athens. No, 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 no. <laughs> Before that. Because you heard Chronic Town. Nope. I bought the hip tone single off the front out of the singles box at Record City in Orlando, which was the uh, Radio Fury Europe. And I, what was that? I can't remember. I sold it later on, so I can't remember oh. what was on the other side. The original single. Oh, even before. Oh, Prime yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, oh, it was everybody okay. was like, oh, man, you got to Like, we were, the Athens band, like, Love Tractor. Mm-hmm. We were into Love Tractor. We were into Pylon. And so, uh, Method Actors. Mm-hmm. And so, um, all the Athens B-52s, of course. Who really weren't an Athens band by that point, but you know, it's a technical point. And then somebody said, Oh, this is band REM, and they've got a single, and it's, it, you know, they got it at Record City. You should pick it up, or we should get it. And so we got the, the Hip Tone single, which is worth, you know, I could buy a new car <laughs> if I still had it. I, I looked at it recently on eBay. It's maybe $200, $300, yeah. uh, just to make you feel a little you bit You don't better. know what kind of cars I drive. Let's just <laughs> okay. put it that way. <laughs> so that is pretty hip. But yeah. but we did we did all come to an early. Sure. So this is like a band yeah. that we all got to watch sort of get bigger and right. bigger with each record and oh, get yeah. more popular. yeah. yeah. Um, which is cool because right. you don't always get that with bands. And, and not implode too. You know, they got better. Right. And be- I mean, very right. few bands. We, we were talking just a little bit before how many bands can say they consistently got great records, even middle and late in their career. Yeah, right. Sure. And, and you know, there's a couple things I would say after Bill Berry left, but up until that point in time, you know, there's uh, no, no, there's just much. good and great records in yeah. between. Yeah, right. And, and yeah, it's yeah. a good example of a band with like four guys that yeah. were just all yeah. great friends. None of them really amazing musicians. It's right. not like Michael Stipe was the greatest nope. singer or no. Peter Buck was some guitar virtuoso. No. But they each brought something to this band and they they meshed so perfectly and they just sort of made this sound that yeah. was unique to them. So Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Bill and uh, Mike had been playing a lot longer than the other two. Uh, they started in high school together. Matter of fact, it's kind of a funny story. They go into an audition for a band called Shadow Facts, I think it was. Shadow Facts. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, um, uh, and, um, wow. Uh, if R.E.M. was called Shadow Facts, you and, probably wouldn't have bought that single. Yeah, yeah. And, and they <laughs> they didn't really like each other in high school, So, but Bill had set up his drums, and uh, Mike comes in, and he goes, oh shit, it's that guy. And he said, if I'd been playing a guitar, I would have walked out right then. But then they started playing together, really, really found out that they liked each other, started playing a lot, touring a little bit, um, you know, doing, doing a lot together. And then they moved from Macon over to Athens. Okay. And, oh, nice. Yeah. So um, they had a little bit of a leg up on musicianship. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I always felt Mike Mills was kind of like the uh, secret weapon in R.E.M. Because he, oh, yeah. uh, aside He's from definitely... being a, a great bass player, he played uh, piano. He <laughs> had a lot of piano records and his uh, background singing, vocals. his background vocals are so great. He they, probably could have been a lead vocalist in yes. a band right, as well. Right, right. In any other band, he would have been. Would have been a lead yeah, vocalist, yeah. Yeah. exactly. But just, uh, so another, yeah, just, just and, great... and the other secret weapon, actually, in my opinion, is Bill Berry, because he had all the connections with oh, the Copeland really? boys. <laughs> oh, yes, that's, so, right. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So he was a gopher for uh, Ian Copeland. Okay. Um, in Macon, and they kind of bonded, because, you know, Ian comes over to Capricorn Records, I think it was, but something. Wow. And, uh, you know, him and Bill are the only ones that like anything besides <laughs> the Allman Brothers. Right. right. So, I was going to say Allman Brothers. Yeah. And yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, they start hanging out together, and, you know, that comes back to help them a lot later on. Yes, Bill's exactly. connections. 
All right, so this record, it's, it, right? It's the, it's things like that that go that what you know, just the pathway that just sort of yeah. leads to what they had those those specific little things that uh, a lot of bands just don't end up having. Right, and, and you, you brought it up right, Rob. These guys were four, you know, guys that all didn't they didn't have you know the super mega ego that a lot of bands have that destroys a band. Right. Um, they, you know, they all get credits on all the songs equally. Right. I, I was going to bring that yeah. up because me and Barry always mention that. You yeah. Could, uh, seeing right. the songwriting credits is a, is, is a big indicator of how the, the band's health and how they're going to stay That's together. Right. And all the songs are credited right. to all the members. That's right. And look at them. They stay together. And they even gave all, Jefferson, you know, a share in that. That's too. right. Yeah, well, so, I, don't know if, yeah. I don't know if I'm uh, down with that, giving him a share. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, you know, Jefferson had sort of an ignominy uh downfall um, in the 90s yeah. um, some things happened in the REM office and so forth uh, but <laughs> his I, his contribution he, they really are, were not kidding about you know the fact that he was a fifth, like a fifth member of the band yeah, when right, they were on right, tour right yeah 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 Somebody you could just like because usually bands don't have some you know they have to deal with everything themselves right and if you have somebody competent and wait actually yeah, so these more guys than competent could just play and write their songs and not have to worry about all the bullshit that usually right. you go through which is great right which is really big especially for a band up and coming you know yeah. up and coming yeah. yeah he got them gigs now some of them weren't like the, the nicest places they used right. to play at a chicken pizza. didn't they play like the a chicken hut yeah. uh, Friday's pizza parlor you know? yeah right <laughs> but but he got them gigs and that's where they. Really Really cut their chops, you know. Right, right. Between Murmur and Reckoning, they're touring all over the place, yeah. and they're getting better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. You know, so by the time they come into Reckoning, you know, they're actually, you know, they've been practicing these songs for a while. Right, and they've probably been playing them yeah. live, and yeah. so you go in the studio, and it's a matter of, of uh, you know, much more of a, uh, an ease of being able to put the stuff together mm-hmm. and play. And uh, a comfort with it, which is, you know, a lot of bands go in the studio with like brand new material and you you have to kind of sometimes it doesn't get a chance to metamorphosize the way it would if you were playing the stuff beforehand and getting um, getting it sort of uh, the kinks worked out. Especially when it comes to playing it live later. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But Ooh, this, we overdubbed uh, those horns, didn't we? Who's going to play that live? Oh, <laughs> yeah. But this record, right from the jump, it had sort of a, sort of a, like a little more grander, muscular feel than Murmur. Which oh yeah. Murmur's oh. a great record, but yeah. it's very understated. And this one sort of Murmur's uh, quirky. It's a it quirky is. recording. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, kind of like its own. It kind of is a standalone. As far as their sound in their catalog, it's like a almost like an experimental record in some ways that they're. And then when you get to reckoning, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna right. we, we did all that, right. and now, but now, and but now, and this is a real, this is a band that can really play, and then yes. they have riffs, and but they still have that same that quality. Whereas, uh, it's kind of in a way, it's. it's Simplistic because yeah. there's not a lot going no. on, but it's no. a lot of it is just perfect. It's, it's pretty much a, a lo- it's pretty close to a live album. You know, they did one or two takes on most yes. of this, right? Yeah. Right, but, right. But one thing about Murmur versus this is a lot of times uh, the folks that were in Athens or people that knew them live early on in the you know eighty one, eighty two, eighty looked at that album after they you know heard it and said, 
what? Who the fuck is this? This is not a REM. Oh right, they're, yeah, I, they're, read they're, that. I read that. They're yeah. like, uh, okay, but yeah. when Reckoning comes out, oh, okay, this is them this, again. Right, yeah. this is what I recognize. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a lot more like that. And um, before we get too far, can I just say something about? You can say your whatever show? you want. Tom. You're our <laughs> guest, and you can say whatever you want. Well, no, there's as a couple long bands as you a couple, keep complimenting yeah. us every once in a while. Is, is, is it going to be about the bad language? Is that we're going to you're going to tell us we talk we curse too much? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> All right, no, no it, it was, it's about this show And I was telling Rob this uh, offline That um, what I love about your show Is that you pick uh, gems And you either polish them up Or you pull them out They're diamonds in the rough Yeah And you, you, you bring them out to the public again And yeah. there's not a show, a podcast that I've found that is That can do that And introduce me Who, like you guys, has heard a lot of music Yeah Week after week, you know, we were just talking about the the Jerry Lee Lewis one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'd never I heard that album me before. Either. It was new to ass. me. Right. It does. But but I just love the show. Keep on doing it, oh, and well, thank you and so swerve. Much. You know, whichever way you want, we'll, we'll stick with you. Well, mm. you know, um, it was Rob's idea to do the show, and he came to me and said, "Hey, you know, <laughs> all these music podcasts I listen to, they all suck." <laughs> <laughs> Which they don't all suck, but a lot of them I listen to did suck. Yeah, and so he's like, I think we can do, you know, well, let's try it, let's do it. Yeah. And so it has become, it has uh, a little bit of a life of its own now. Yeah. Um, I'm always thinking about the show. Oh I'm my sure God. you are too. Oh, yeah, I know. I was talking about it. It's like having a uh, it's like having every a, week. It's like having a sick relative you got to deal with. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's exactly Because well, Rob knows exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, one game I play in my head is I try to connect your shows together. Like, how do you connect R.E.M. to Nick Drake? Um, oh, yeah. oh, right, right, sure. you know, right. Well, well, there's definitely... Or how do you do this to that? Well, so. there's a... Yeah, I mean, there's like this universe... There's this certain universe that we sort of cover. And I'm sure that there's people that go, you know, as records they do, I don't want to... You know, I don't... They're either unfamiliar with them or I don't want to... You know, I don't want to hear that. But we do have our sort of universe of things that we are liable to do. And sometimes... You know, we'll do stuff that's outside of that. Um, yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. go outside, especially for one of us, maybe more than another one, but we'll get to something. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, one doesn't but you're not talking about me, I think. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no. No, no. You're a favorite. No, you, you brought us booze. Yeah. You're complimenting us. You could right. be our yeah. favorite, our new favorite guest. That's right. Not <laughs> special, had, just favorite. That's yeah. good. There you go. All right, so let's mm. uh, let's right. get into this record. Let's start listening to uh, the first song, Side, side One or Side L. As they had on the record, they had a side L and a side R. Right? Ah, left and right. Yes. So this is side L, and let's listen to a little bit of Rubber Car. Start, you could it is more live sounding oh, yeah. and, uh, I love this and song. like amp like an amped up more amped up REM. But it's still got those jangly guitars. It does. And you go, you know, 
playing, you know, one guitar player with a clean guitar sound is that's a tough sell. Yeah. Like that's brave. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. And and like, how many bands at that time were doing well, that? Well, Pylon, another Athens band, had that same thing, yeah. but they had a whole completely different sound. Different sound, and yeah. also. Uh, B fifty two is also yeah. did that, but also again and love tractor. Too. So th- yeah. they everybody had sort of their version of that, which is you know um, clean guitar, bass, drums, and vocals. Right thing, mm-hmm. but um, you okay. know he fills up a lot of space with that Rick and Well, and you know he had he was at Wux Tree Records. That's right. where Michael met him. That's right. He didn't really he wasn't a trained musician, Peter Buck. Right, right. And he kind of develops his own. Arpeggiated, if I'm saying that exactly. right, exactly yeah. style. Yeah, exactly. On a Rickenbacker. Yeah, and uh, you know, and by the way, that's as far as I'm going to go on the musician side. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but you know, but uh, he sometimes kinda... it's better actually <laughs> not having to not knowing all about what they're doing. It can be a help sometimes because you don't you're not stuck with like oh they played it. Yeah, I yeah. can't deconstruct they, it like you guys That's can. right. You mm-hmm. just like it, and it's good, and that's fine. That's great. Actually. And let me warn you about this lyrical interpretation before we go down this rabbit hole. Okay, <laughs> right. Because, uh, yeah, because yeah. obviously we're going to, because the lyrics, all as most people know, especially the earlier REM, the lyrics are extremely enigmatic. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and uh, there could be so many different interpretations, or even what is he's actually saying. Yes. Right. Well, the, originally it was murmur. You're like, mm, what, it was what like the he's fuck fucking is he mumbling. Saying? Right. So yeah. everybody had their own sort of idea, and then people so would say, you, uh, people would say, oh, you know, I went to the Athens, and I can't, I know, I came back, and I know everything that he's saying <laughs> on that record, and people were just like, no, nah, that's just bullshit. Yeah, I don't think he knows shit. everything he was saying in that record. No, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He even changed his own interpretations. You know, he goes five years down the road, and like uh, it means this. Right, yeah. right. I L- like that. you guys say on many shows, the worst, the totally. worst person to ask about the, the song is the songwriter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. All right. So, yeah. what were you going to say about the? Before? Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Before there are many interpretations on a lot of these songs. Some of them are straightforward, but right. this one is probably um, one that I find more interesting because you can dig into it. Yeah, yeah. And, All right. So, yeah. what's your? What do you get out of there? What's okay, your interpretation? So, Obviously, this song is about the diary of Anne Frank. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's kidding. what I mean. No. Everybody I've, I've read that. that about three different songs right. on this record. Too. I know, and that's what I think. Because I just think he in. mentioned it somewhere. He did. He said one of these songs is. It's not this. Not in my opinion. It's not no, this song. I don't think so. Although either. you can make it fit because you can, you can right? But that's like okay. You can make almost any you can make song. Make a lot fit. of shit fit, right? I think this song. He said this later on, and you know, like oh four or five. It's about uh, McCarthyism, fascism, fascism. Yeah. Um, it's about Lillian Hellman, who was a hero of his. Uh, she was a screenwriter in the forties. Uh, blacklisted. Blacklisted. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Lover of Dashiell Hammett. Okay. You know, the Maltese right. Falcon. Right. Dashiell yep. Hammett. Um, they get blacklisted, and her That's thing right. is she did not. Um, name names. So that's why, I mean, she basically said to the uh, House Un-American Committee, um, I'm not going to tell you anything but my, you know, my own story. Right. And you're not going to get anything out of me. So she gets blacklisted. blacklisted. Yep. And, you know, I think there's, you know, there's you know, kind of hints of communism, but it's also about her standing up to that type of fascism. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, that's kind of, I mean. And, and, and with, all right, so mm-hmm. let's get the first thing. Right. They, they crowded up to Lenin with their noses worn off. A handshake is worthy if it's all that you've got. Metal shivs on wood pushed through our back. There's a splinter in your eye and it reads react. He was really good at sort of painting sort of a picture and giving yeah. you a mood without really spelling yeah, out you an don't exact make, You can't narrative. say, okay, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an impressionistic painting. 
right. of, of yeah. lyrically. Yeah. Because when he says they shifted the statues for harboring ghosts, well, that could you could say, oh, that's like the Jews in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's almost sort of like making it fit. Uh, but maybe I, where it I, 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 now, okay, so since you, once you go down the interpretation road. I know. With our, <laughs> Here we go. They crowded up linen <laughs> with their noses worn off. I'm thinking it's not the people who are crowding up to Lenin with their noses worn off. It's statues it's of, statues, statues right. of Lenin with their noses worn off, which for some reason I, I have a picture of in my mind, and it's the same statues harboring ghosts of communism yeah. or of that era. So, yeah, it's, you know, but yeah. try to get us. There's the answer is you're not wrong. No exa- <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to take a solid stand on any of this. Right. But <laughs> once you go back and examine this record lyrically, it gets a lot. Um, it gets a lot deeper. It does. Than when you yeah. just listen to it and kind of think, you know what Michael's saying and be like, OK. Yeah. And then because that's a lot of what I do with R.E.M. records is like, oh, I really like that. But I'm not exactly sure what he's saying so so the shift of the statutes instead of statues yeah for harboring ghosts that's kind of the you know, mccarthyism oh thing. yeah okay, okay. Right. and then right. um you know what mike says in between you're hearing like he's saying a, a contrapositive you know he's talking right. in between right. yeah uh leah Cohn is a host and i had to go look this up Me by too. the way yeah um he's a trojan uh, a Trojan pre- priest who tapped on the Trojan horse and said, "You better burn this thing yeah. right now." And so Poseidon sends serpents. So they he were gets mad. Yeah, he gets basically roasted for doing the, or killed for doing the right thing, kind of like Lillian Hellman. Yep. That's right. Okay. Oh. Yep. But once again, you know, this is a house of cards. So right. <laughs> I'm not going to stand. Well, on. I think that that mm. yeah, that was the same interpretation yeah. I had because mm. once you look up that guy. That that figure, that yeah. mythological figure, you go, okay, this now this makes sense in the context of that uh, right. interpretation of, you know, yes, uh, of the McCarthy hearings and blacklisting and people who, you know, didn't work for de- fucking a decade yeah. or more right. because, you know, oh, sorry, but Ronald Reagan ratted them all out. Yeah, so Lillian Hellman, ended up, and she ended up going to Broadway, doing some great, you know, screenwriting. Right, right. One of the plays was called... And the mayonnaise is fantastic. <laughs> One of her plays was called Toys in the Attic, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it, was oh, about, really? it was about uh, Aerosmith. It was loosely based on Aerosmith. No, no. <laughs> R.E.M. did a cover right. of, of Toys in the Attic. I wonder. There, I yeah, wonder. There's, no, there's no coincidence yeah. there. <laughs> right. I like the line, then we ditched the books with the middles cut out. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of 1984 when the history books, when they yeah. kept changing the history books yeah. and taking part. And that's why out. I think the fascism starts, you know. But oh, yeah. also... Yeah. Books with the middles cut out, you use to to hide things. Right. Oh, right. right. Yeah, so true. you cut the stuff out. Well, that's a, yeah. He's he's very good at that. Very good at uh, having things that could have more than one meaning. And I, I don't think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You can't say, well, tell me exactly what this is about. What right. does it matter? It's, and it's great- not as easy. Like um, you know, for Lou Reed, when you listen to him, he's you can understand what he's saying, what he's yeah. trying to get at. Right. Love that. It would have been easier on us. But yeah. <laughs> but, right. but you've already done Lou Reed. Yeah, but, um, right. We'll it, go back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I, Lou will reappear. Fan. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's a lot easier to, to, li- to listen to, I read his stuff, kind of understand what he's going at. That's true. Mm. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lou's not usually very super mysterious about his, mm-hmm. his lyrical content. All right, so let's get to song number two on this record. This one, I think, is a little, a little easier to sort of get the, the yeah. uh, narrative of it. Let's listen to Seven Chinese Brothers. Short hair boy on the knockers Full of the Taking one symphony My 
because you know you just want to listen to the whole thing. You do. Exactly. Oh, so. Yeah, <laughs> it is such a beautiful. Um, he was he was so good at putting melody like these subtle, oh, yeah. but such good melodies over these really simple. Because that's real. I remember I I could it's figure dead this easy. out. I'm like it's not that good. Easy. I'm like yeah. a rhythm guitar player, but mm. I could play a lot it's of this. It's very shit. straightforward. It's great, but it's so good. It's so it effective. Is. All right, so this Seven Chinese Brothers, mm-hmm. obviously there's a uh, famous story called the, the Five Chinese Brothers. Mm-hmm. And and I think totally it's called Seven from, instead of Five just because it sounds better. Better. It song. sounds better than Five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Five totally. would work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So seven. seven. Seven is a better sounding word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, a traditional Chinese tale. and um, I had the, my mom, it was in a book. I'm, my mom read me the book when I was a yes, little kid. Yes, I remember the picture I of know. the one oh, the, that oh, swallowed the, the ocean the, the with the big head. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah, he's got the big puffy cheeks. Maybe and, uh, it was elementary school too. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. It was a kid's book. It was. All right, so, but a lot of people, all right, so one of the main parts in the story is that there were these five Chinese brothers, each of them had a special skill. The one of them could swallow the ocean, and then he did it so a little boy could get fish. Right. But the greedy little boy wouldn't come, he was supposed to come back before the ocean came back out, Mm -hmm. and he kept getting fish, and then finally the ocean came out, and he drowned, and they they jailed him, but then the other brothers managed to get him out with their each different skills. But I've read that Michael Stipe, that sort of, this is kind of like an allegory for him, and then he's the... The greedy little boy. greedy little boy. So so tell us that little thing. Well, you know, one once again, here's what I, you know, I read a couple books on this, but apparently he... Oh, got, he's read books, has yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. Another, that's two in a row. That yeah, is, I smart guess in a row. Uh, yeah. Um, when's, when's Mark he Dubin... He can read. When's Mark Dubin coming back on the show? <laughs> we need some illiterates. Come by, you know. Okay, well, this yeah. too okay. much work. This album, this album's no hang time, but it's still pretty oh, good. God. <laughs> but, oh, um... God. Well, he, he's, I had those. I had some of those songs stuck in my head for a while. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> this will push him out. This album will push him yeah, out. They're gone. Anyway, he apparently got in between a couple, uh, a, a man and a woman, and you know he was kind of greedy for both of them, and so he broke up the couple. This is the the way the story reads. Yes. And you know he's feeling the pain. He's he's the one that um, you know is battling this ache of you know will she come back to him or not will she return right right Th- that's you know I think that fits pretty he good didn't for this. feel bad enough about it that he didn't do it again <laughs> yeah, there's well, that because you know. <laughs> we lived in Athens and yeah Michael had Michael got what Michael wanted basically well, he was a rock star he's allowed to he that's is. what they do he, right in a bathroom <laughs> with glass walls. <laughs> And you know, I feel uncomfortable now, don't we? Yeah, well, and this is only the second song. <laughs> I know, right? That's all I got, though. That's yeah. it. Uh, well, one other thing about this, this is kind of cool in the recording of this. Um, he, you know, he recorded a lot of this while he was in the stairwell. So this recorded in Reflection Studios in Charlotte right. with Mitch Easter and Don Dixon. Okay. And, um, the band is, you know, it's gelling really good, but he's still kind of shy about doing the vocals. Right. And Don and, and Mitch are like, we're not getting the vocal out of the song that we want to. They got the song all lined up. So Don goes over to a pile of records over in the corner, uh, gospel records, hands it to Michael. Michael is out in the in the hallway. He's doing the vocals out in the hallway. Right. got him mic'd up out there. Of and course. <laughs> And he just starts reading the the liner notes off the oh, right. singing the liner yeah. notes called the voice of voice, voice of Harold Her- voice of Harold yeah, yeah it's those... on Dead Letter Office right yeah. and after that he's like okay okay I got it and they do this take but I mean it's it's a great way if you think 
of how Mitch Easter and Don Dixon got what they needed out of right. him. Right. That kind of loosened him up. It reading did. that, it was kind of funny. They were laughing about yeah. it. And then they said he basically did it in one take after that. Yeah. He did the yeah. song. Yeah. And it's still, it's great. It's very understated as he as he could be, especially early on. A lot of his vocals are very understated. Yeah. But effective very effective well, one of the things also interesting is they they kept him out in the hallway because he was going vegan and he was on a high garlic intake diet oh my God. <laughs> so no one wow. had a problem with him doing yeah. the vocals out yes. in the hallway <laughs> i remember the i remember the scandal in athens when michael stipe decided to start eating fish again and it was a huge scandal <laughs> did you hear <laughs> michael's eating fish i was like i was like and it's like Athens. There must. There's not a it's lot going small. on. It's too small. No, it's right? too small. It's All right, a very let's small, uh, let's small get town. to song number three on this record. Let's listen to a little of South Central Rain. Parentheses. I'm sorry. Did you never call? Like carries the, the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it. he carries the album. You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean he's the like he's the John Paul Jones yeah. of R.E.M. Yeah. Reverse, yeah. and it's almost like the 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 job of the guitar player and the bass player is kind of reverse, reverse exactly. on this album. Yeah, you're yes. right. Uh, yeah, Peter he's... Puck does these. It's great. I mean, he does this little, but it's but right. it's like Mike Mills is the the driving force of the songs a lot of times. Stranglers. Black and white, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. very Br- similar. Burnell, yes. All yeah. right, so this song, really beautiful song, and and I guess they were opening for Human League League at, uh, in Los Angeles in 1983, and then they heard about uh, the word that there were these uh, downpours in the South Central region of Georgia, so they were trying to call their families and friends and couldn't get through. So supposedly that's what this is basically. That, that's about. what I understand. It's kind of yeah. like they're on. The, there's a couple themes on this whole album. One is touring or yeah. being on the road. Yeah, right. right. And then the other one is communicate or maybe miscommunication. Yeah, know, right. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. And then also because al- al- there's an alternate title for this record besides Reckoning. It's a uh, file underwater. underwater. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of water references. Yeah. yeah. This record. Yep. Document has file under fire, and uh, autonomous oh. has file under wheat. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Okay, oh, those guys yeah, so enig- enigmatic. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I think you're 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 dead on. It's about you know they're off touring, and they're trying to get a hold of their family or their lover or whatever, and they can't get a hold of them because the lines are down somewhere in Texas or in Georgia. Right. And just you know, hey, I screwed up and I can't get a hold of you. you now this is before cell phones and that's right and all that. that that's the only way to communicate right, where you're right, on the road. Right. 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 I was explaining that to yeah. the young person the yeah. other day. I go, you know, we used to have yeah, to pull over understand. and find a phone, yeah. phone right? <laughs> Watch some '70s detective shows. And like, they looked. They looked at me. They were rolling. They got to find like, a phone go booth. Away, go away, old man. Yeah. Watch. But I, and it was I one of the kids. He was pulling into a parking lot and run up to a phone booth and search for dimes. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think of that, you know, that kind of scene in Almost Famous where he's on the road with 
touring with the oh, band. Oh, right, right, and right. he calls his mom, and she says, okay, I hope you're not doing any drugs. No, <laughs> no, 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 mom, I'm yeah. not doing any drugs. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, great. All right, so Eastern to Mountain, third-party call, the lines are down. The wise man built his words upon the rocks, but I'm not bound to follow suit. The trees will bend, the conversation's dimmed. Go build yourself another home. This choice isn't mine. So he mixes up a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Like he's got a biblical metaphor, mm-hmm. which is a story of the, the wise man built his house upon the rocks. Yes! And he's got, um, you know, and he says he's not necessarily going to do that. He's going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do something else. I'll do the, the, the build it on the sand. Now, yeah. let me ask you guys. Do you guys remember... Uh, David Letterman, the first time they were on, like yep. I think American TV, mm-hmm. them on David Letterman, they played this before it, this was uh, yeah. before their album came out, before this song even had a title. They it, it, wasn't, it. it wasn't even recorded then, yeah. right? It right. wasn't yeah. recorded, but they yeah. played this song. Yeah. And uh, did you remember that mm-hmm. watching it? Yeah. So I guess we're all Dave Letterman said, fans. Very nice, very nice. Well, the thing also the <laughs> you thing seem about like nice this, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about it was this also their appearance on there sort of gave Michael Stipe. The uh, people yeah. said, oh, he's so oh. withdrawn because he sat down. But he says that they told him beforehand, well, Dave's going to talk to one member of the band. And uh, they decided yeah. that he was going to talk to Peter Buck. So Michael yeah. Stipe said, okay, he's going to come talk to Peter Buck. Because Peter Buck's very chatty. I'm just going <laughs> to. Well, he was probably, uh, yeah. So Michael said, all right, he's going to talk to Peter. I'm just going to go sit down on the stage. But it looked so awkward. It, it looked does. like he didn't want to talk to Dave and he went and sat down. But yeah, and, they just told it, him differently. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's, yeah. I heard the same thing. And, you right? know, of course, he comes out of it. He's definitely an introvert early he is, on. Yeah. He, is. he has the reverse mullet and well, all that. And yeah. I think I, he probably right. played on that a little because he oh, got that when he got A little? That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely Michael's M.O. Yeah. So. <laughs> Michael's M.O. That'd be a good album. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're about uh, we're about the halfway mark here. Let's take a little break. Let's regroup. At least Eat just some more of these Let's cookies. make sure uh, mm. I'm not in trouble for anything. Yeah. And, she uh, didn't look mad, so no, I think no, you're good. Fine. All right, we'll be back in a minute. We're talking to Mr. Tom Laurie about R.E.M. and uh, Reckoning. We'll be back in a minute. Rundown, no pep because of tired blood. That record, Got Me High, is proud to be sponsored by fast-acting Geritol. Feel stronger fast in just seven days or money back. When you feel weak and run down, your trouble may be due to what doctors call iron deficiency anemia. We call it tired blood. Check with your doctor and to feel stronger fast, take Geritol, the high-potency tonic that begins to strengthen iron-poor tired blood in just 24 hours. In only one day, Geritol iron is in your bloodstream, carrying strength and energy to every part of your body. Check with your doctor, and if tired blood is your problem, take Geritol, liquid or tablets, every day. Feel stronger fast in just seven days or money back. That record got me high is also proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic cataloging the absurd goings-on at the Zorro Television Channel and is available at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high and isthistomorrow.com bring you three out of four members of R.E.M. being interviewed in 1984. Okay, um... 
Michael, what do you think? Are you going to go to the Patton Hills and raise monkeys for a Yeah, I think I actually started that one. Um, this, <laughs> and the guy who, the interviewer who I was selling it to, didn't blink an eyebrow the entire time. So I, he, of course, expecting. it's very hard to blink eyebrows. I have a question for Peter. What really happened in this very spot four years ago today? Uh, uh, that shall remain a secret. <laughs> Some things are better off not to can't know. remember. Panda van. Panda van. <laughs> Panda van. It's okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. All right, Mike. Yes. Um, you're going to Europe next week. What's your favorite country over there that you've visited so far? Well, Susan, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, the only ones I've seen are, are England and France, and I dozed through most of that. Most of those. Um, I look forward to being in Amsterdam. We have a day off in Amsterdam, and I think if we don't get arrested, we'll have a real good time. Good. Mm. <laughs> we'll have a good time anyway. But, uh, Would you like to say anything about uh, present new Athens bands coming up? Do there any favorites you like to compliment? Or? Well, is our Gap, you know, who broke up three years ago or whatever, <laughs> still together are, still, are still probably one of the greatest bands. Um, Art in the Dark is really... Has I really don't think there's a bad one. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't see really. everybody, but everyone I've seen. Yeah, you know, Fashion Battery is good. I saw them for the first time. The recently. primates are primates are a lot of fun. Rolling. All right, we are back. This is that record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we're talking to our new best friend who has not murdered us. I think it's safe to say that it's not going to happen. That we're fine. Yeah. This Tom Laurie's yeah. here, and we were talking we about. We just made the cross the threshold. Like, just like <laughs> we did. They've only given me plastic. If also, you're, so if you're hearing, a spork. if you're hearing this, Barry, me and Barry and I are still alive. That's right. Um, yeah. All right. So we were talking about. Lester Bangs, and then uh, Tom, uh, you said REM at one point met Lester Bangs. So yeah, and we, the way they wanted to do things was different than the B-52s or Pylons. So those Athens bands thought that the right way to go get famous was to go to New York. Yeah. Right. So they went to New York, um, right. did their thing, and they kind of worked, you know. Uh, worked for the Bs, for sure. Right, right. Not so much Pylon, but there's a couple things there. But um, REM did just the opposite. They wanted to tour and hone their skill and then go to New York. Right. So okay. they, they finally go to New York, um, and they're at a party. Lester Bangs is there. And all the band, before they get there, says, we got to stay away from Just stay away from Lester Bangs. He's just a curmudgeon. <laughs> Probably that smart. True, yeah. yeah. So Depending he, on what drugs he has access to. Right, right. And he's yeah. on his cough syrup or what he normally does. Right. He's laying down on the couch. Right. And... And uh, I think Peter Buck and it might have been Bill Bear are like, they got to walk past him just to get like to the exit. And <laughs> they, they don't make eye contact or anything. They just walk by him and he looks up and he's like, fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> and, like, that is their entire conversation that, that they had with, uh, Lester, with Bangs. Lester Bangs. That's, That's like the... That's big, kind of perfect, though. If, if, if I were ever to meet him and he just said that, yeah. I would be sure. That. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, hey, Lester Bangs, talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. That's their takeaway. That's right. You know, they were, you know... They That's were, like Lou... Like he fucking knows me. Remember oh, the yeah. big oh, difference? I love, oh, that. I love man. that story. Or Marky Smith. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Such charmers, all these guys. Yeah, I mean, imagine all these folks at a dinner together. Right? <laughs> all right, so Ooh. let's get into, we're talking about Reckoning, and we are at song number four. Let's listen to a little bit of Pretty Persuasion.
this is the most rocking R.E.M. song to date, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. so, right? yes. Mm-hmm. And now you guys, we were talking, I think all of us saw them on this tour when they toured for this yeah. record. Yep. I saw them down here at uh, FAU. Okay. And you, you guys, were you guys at that same, same show? Same show. We were at a skit show in Gainesville, the band shell. The band shell. 84. Yep. Yeah, yeah everybody guys, was like. You guys could have been friends all this we time. We could have been. Right? I mean, what the hell happened? <laughs> we know yeah. this, this, a lot of this, some of the same okay, people. Okay, so do you guys right. remember? I think they opened with this song. I think they opened with Pretty Persuasion. I almost. All of Videos, all the videos that, of the live stuff from this have them opening with pale blue eyes. Mm-hmm. They come out and do opening pale blue. with pale blue eyes. Yeah, they really. Come out, it's yeah. a bizarre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did all a right. lot. Of, well, for some reason, I, I sort of remember them opening. It's entirely the, possible that they changed up the set. Maybe. You know, um, but yeah, this is a really. We're in Miami. Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rock. They're not getting the Velvets cover. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure. Did you read what Michael Stipe said about this song? I did. Okay, I did. Well, yeah. what did he say? This he song said he had about? a dream, and he thought, you know, the, in the dream, he's a photographer, and he's doing the cover of an Ari. Uh, a Rolling Stones single, and um, uh, you know how someone can come up with these lyrics out of that. I got. I, don't a, know. I okay, heard. Well, I, I read, read a complete, complete go for it. You yeah. heard the same story. I, I think did. so. Stipe said it's about a couple of swingers. Yeah, a straight this couple. Seems much more likely. Who, who a straight couple who employ younger men and women to seduce them. I did not succumb. But I was aware of the danger and electricity they created. First of all, I'm not buying that he didn't succumb. Me either. <laughs> also, I'm going to say these people were professors, EGA professors. Yeah. And, um, you know. It makes more sense in the song. A lot more, than, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm just saying that this is where we talk about you go to the author and you go, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's this is true. your retconning well, this whole thing. Right? Yeah, well, he may have afterwards. He said, eh, you know what? I'm going to say it's about that now. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot easier. It's what, right, uh, right, the, right. The lyrics are, it's, an, it's amazing. Well, that was much later he said the swinger story in the 2000s, uh, yes, I think. Yes, you're right. So you're right. Yeah. he had time to figure out, and nobody cares if I, you know, tell uh, the story now. <laughs> now. Yeah, right. It's not that big a deal it's about what, his sexuality. When you read the lyrics, it's nothing like the way, because the way he phrases it and sings it within the context of the song is really different than just reading it because when yes. you read it, 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 it's what I want. Hurry and buy. All has been tried. Follow reason and buy. Cannot shuffle in this heat. It's all wrong. Try to put that on your sleeve. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. But when he sings it, it's different, different than just brings reading a whole it. Yeah. different. That's remember um, um, last week Jeffrey Weaver talking about the fall lyrics and mm-hmm. he said people have talked about wanting to put them like publish them in a book and he's like. There's no reason to do that. Right. Yeah, it yeah. works here. This is the reason it works yeah. is because it works in the context of a song. Songs and literature are different things. Right. And they have different methods of projecting their uh, contents. Right. And, and one thing Michael did say I totally agree with is when you separate the words from the music – uh, you lose something, yeah. Oh, so especially you, with this band, right? And, 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 and you know, a lot of people start asking them, you know, in interviews all over the place. Well, what do these words mean? He said, J- just put them together, right? And you get a feeling from it, not exactly. necessarily. Well, one thing: have exactly. you guys noticed that most of uh, 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 REM songs, and especially most songs on this record, there's not a lot of lyrics, and he repeats. Most of them have the same verses repeated mm-hmm. in the song. They do, and it's almost but like with he, little, ch- they'll change up a little. Thing here or there, exactly. But it's almost to make you go, oh, why did they change that? Mm-hmm. You know, what do they mean? What do they mean now? Right. You know? But it's also almost like sort of giving, uh, sort of um, uh, showing you the fact that the 
the the words and the vocals are just another element, just like right. the guitar parts and yeah. the bass parts yeah. and the words. It's part equal, of the song. An equal part. Because it's like you wouldn't, yeah. the guitar wouldn't be completely different through the song. Right. You'd have a main figure that would repeat. I agree. And the lyrics do the same mm-hmm. thing. You see each of the elements as, because frankly, in a lot of rock and roll, the lead singer or the, the guy singing is considered more important right, than right. the rest of the, um, the band. But I think that as with, you know, punk rock and, 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 and post-punk, new wave, what have you, it did become more acceptable for it to be understood as their unit of um, had a, its own um, validity, each each member of the unit. And, you know, the at mix- least in some bands, in the Talking Heads, David Byrne definitely thought he was the shit. Yeah. And he, you know. He- but the mix on this is kind of even, you know, it's not, the vocals are not that, that high like they are in some of the later REM albums. Right, right. And, yeah, you know. Um, and, and you there's, know, there's pressures that come to when you get to be huge. There get to be things that, you know, decisions that are made yeah. that are just, it's hard to, unless you're in the position of having to make them, it's difficult to under, you know, to go, okay, well, why did you do shiny, happy people? And- <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's like the one. <laughs> that's the really, yeah. Well, that doesn't bother me as much. I it think- doesn't? No, it doesn't. You know, the, okay. the album Monster is pretty terrible. I got to say, that I, record... I got to say, they're trying to... You know, they're just coming out with a remix of it. Eh. And Scott Litt said, well, listen, I'm remixing it the right way. Mary uh, uh, <laughs> Stuck mm-hmm. will be the judge of that. Well, yeah. when we say... I said last week... That I, I'm not sure I said it on mic, but that I remember Michael Stipe talking about the recording Monster, and he goes... You, you can only polish a turd so much. <laughs> and I thought, okay. Yeah. And then I heard the record, and I was like, yeah. But, you know, that one's... It's now, it's not super great. Yeah, I mean, their later albums, not to go down too far, but Automatic for the People. Awesome record. New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Great record. Yeah. Um, yeah, great those stuff. are both great records. Yeah, great. I love yeah. those albums. Yeah, and they're really good. They're quite different from this. But, they are. They are. But um, that's that's the band in, you know, in its maturity with yeah. lyrics that are just a lot more complex, but uh, just in, highly enjoyable. Yep, agreed. Um, All right, so let's get, we're at song number five here, and let's listen to a little bit of, not the Cindy Lauper song, but <laughs> Time After Time. That's the girl of the hour by the water tower's Record, but actually now revisiting it, I actually like it more. I it's like, like it uh, Venus and Furs. Yeah, it does. You know, I just made that connection. Listen to, it, I was like, this sounds familiar, and I was like, oh, it's Venus and Furs. I just wrote on my Venus. notes, sounds like velvets. <laughs> ah, I did. I'm, so we all three had that little. Yeah, yeah. The, the one nerdy thing, minds think alike. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the thing that brought the band together, you know, early on, is they were all velvets fans. All of them. Oh, okay, so, right. 
You know, each yeah. one of them had their little quirks, you know. Oh, like sure. Peter Buck liked the monkeys and, right. you know, Patty Of Smith course he was, did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know Look Patty. at his hair. I know. He's skinny. He's, tall. He's like Peter Tork. Right. But um, they all like the Velvets, and this is the most Velvet song, on, certainly on this album. It yeah. Is. It is. And maybe that's what, maybe I didn't appreciate it then, because yeah. I wasn't into the Velvets yet. Yeah, or you, know? you didn't, or, or now that you hear it, or uh, I hear it, because I kept, at the intro, you know, I had, it's funny how, you hear things. I mean, I've heard this record hundreds and hundreds oh, of yeah. times. Oh yeah, I listen to the fuck out of it. And <laughs> but suddenly you listen to it in a company. Everybody's listening, paying attention in a certain way, and you get something totally new. And I'm like, oh, sort of an Asian Oriental feel. And then the toms came in. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. shiny, shiny, shiny yeah. boots yeah. of leather. And there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a it's a now, upbeat. Do you, have, do you have any idea what the song's about? Because I this is very hard to decide. You could you could make shit up, but. and that's what I'm going to do. Okay. No, <laughs> no, go for it. That's what we do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do know that there was a water tower at University of Georgia. Okay, so it was kind of the water a, tower, right? And it was kind of a hookup place. Ah. Yeah. And and uh, matter of fact, later on, not bef- uh, after this song, I think Mike Mills got arrested for something, you know, with the Did uh, he? indecent exposure at the water. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I think one of them got arrested actually just for peeing, like public, like that you know, might have been it because yeah. you that was a common, you know, cops in college towns. Yeah, they got nothing else to do. do so. so yeah, there's somebody taking a piss walking home from a bar, and oh. And that's taken some of the mystery out of it, though. But anyway, <laughs> but but it was I remember a, that water yeah. tower too. So yeah, the it best was, I can do is I think the water tower is gone now. But it, yeah, it's something to do with the hookup at the water tower, and maybe Michael had a you know somebody that he liked <laughs> that was going there, and he was right. kind of like pining for them not to do what right. he thought they were going to do. That that's as good as if I can get. If you're tired there. and you're tried, you can find me in my room. You can stay if you want, and the third time you can't lose. Ask the girl of the hour by the water tower's watch. We can fight if you want, but who will turn out the light? Uh, uh, time after time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this came out after the Cindy Lauper time after time. Yeah. She already had that, which is, that's uh, that's pretty ballsy of them to still put it out. And not, well, I mean, it's a common phrase. I mean, time I after guess, time. Yeah. Because yeah. that was it, 1983. It was right after. Yeah. That, and this yeah. is 1984. Um. Yeah, but I, I really do appreciate this song a lot more now than I think I, I did. I hated it when it first came out. Right? I, I, I did not like it at all. And but, now I'm kind of like Barry. I've kind of warmed to it. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, they were going to make this a double album. Uh, this was going to be, they had enough oh, material. Peter right. pushed the group, like, let's make this a double album. Because of, <laughs> of Hoskers and did. Zen Arcade and, yeah. and uh, uh, Minutemen, Double right. Nickels. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, and they had a, about an album and a half, you know, also, most of the stuff on Dead Letter Office they had right. in the vault. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So they could have put on there, but, you know, they, they did just, and this is where Bill Berry comes in as the editor of the group. Like, no. Very or, important job. Yeah, the editor. and probably smart and yeah. probably yeah, helped right. them a lot. Bill Berry did. He did. The other thing is, let's not make a song too long. That's the other thing is like you've said it. Oh, let's move great. on. Yep, I'm, you know I, I'm right. down with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the last song of side of side uh, L, and now we get to side R, and this is the song Second Guessing. Ooh, 
another rockin', really rockin' right. song. And this song on face value seems very simple, very simplistic. But what do you think about this song? Because I actually really like this song, and I think they're actually making a statement with this song. I, I totally agree. You know, so the second album named Reckoning is kind of like uh, a right. reckoning of, okay, we're either going to make put it up or, we're or not. shut up. Right. 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 And I think this song addresses that. Like, here we are. Exactly. Right. And yeah. F you if you don't like us. Exactly. Is exactly. It? Here we are. Yeah. Don't yeah. second. You could try and second guess us, which I'm sure everyone was doing after right. Murmur the first record. Like, what? what is right. he singing? What the right. fuck are these guys about? Right. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, they're trying to push back on, okay, the record come. I mean, they made this album in 14 days. Right. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to. Uh, yes. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> A couple it's different, ten. It's twenty. Right. But somewhere in there, they did still. Yeah, but they did. They it did really not fast. linger in the studio for months. You know, because they didn't want the record company to mess with it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So they said, let's get in, let's get out, and do it, and hand yeah. it to them, and say, here you go. Yeah, and here you are. And so. our friend um, Rat Bastard, the um, if it doesn't, the, you got to have a good bridge. Here we are. The, oh, the yeah, bridge right. in this yeah. song. Is, yeah. It's got an amazing yeah. bridge. You're right. Exactly. You're like, when that yeah. kicks in, you're like, wow. Okay. Exactly. It takes is. it to a completely different level. You're like, wow. It elevates the song tremendously. It does. It's a good song, and then it goes to a great song when exactly. I do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, there's some, there's some contention about what uh, the end of it. Again, like you said, changing up the lyrics a little. He says, uh, what will be, because he says, who will be your book this season? What, what will be your look this season? Now, I've seen the lyrics say, be in my club, write a book this season. But some people say he's actually saying, Peter, Mike, and Bill write a book this season. And S- Michael Stipe has said during shows that he wrote them into the song. So that uh, he may actually be saying that. Peter, Mike, and Bill write a book this season. Mm-hmm. I- yeah, that... <laughs> Could be <laughs> that, that fits better. I like it that. Does, right? yeah, it does, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, but most of the lyrics when you look, it says "Be in my club, write a book this season," which sounds kind of dumb. So yeah, right. I'm going with the other ones. So. I, I'm All with right. you. Awesome. All right. Well, so it's said. Once it's said on that record, got me high. That's, that's pretty that's much. It. That's it. <laughs> now There's it's a the guy with the chisel chiseling it into stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into uh, song number seven, the second song on side two, side R. This is letter number seven. Obviously, vacation in Athens is calling. So, you know, he's tired on the road. Um, yeah, they making- just finished like a grueling tour with the police, opening for the police. They right. were like a grueling. And supposedly, especially, it took a lot out of Michael Stipe, this tour. It did, it did. And, you know, just they- imagine dealing with Sting every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you feel for him right there, right? That's, you know, that's paying your dues. Talk about, yeah. <laughs> I can't get tired of this song. I love this song. Great song. And, and the Peter Buck guitar, really, that and the bass just make this song. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. It's a great song. Yeah, this is you know this is about them touring, 
and and all the stuff that they have to go through. And they yeah. mentioned Jefferson a couple times on. Yes, the that's right. Yeah. yeah. So Jefferson's in this Dodge van, this green Dodge seventy five van, touring. Just like uh, who's um, no um, the Minutemen? Oh yeah, you know the, they're the, doing. The, what was Watts got a name for the van? The, con- well, the, the the sled or something right, like that. Right. Yeah, right. Um, and, and they're touring these. What if we places. got it wrong? There's no need. You don't have to. Wait, well, it's okay. Right. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. I should probably tell people this that if you want to look at our um, SoundCloud at our Double Nickels on the Dime episode of the Minutemen. Mike Watt actually wrote some uh, commentary. Uh, corrected us. Corrected some, some things very, <laughs> very gently. Good naturedly. Yes, good naturedly. Very good naturedly. In fact, and even d- deleted some that yeah. he had put. Because I was like, said, where the fuck did they go? But there's <laughs> still some there. That? He said, how would you know? There's no way you would know this. So True. Oh, like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so if any of the REM members want to you know, comment well, on this, I'm good. I follow Mike yeah, Mills yeah. On, you know, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's, he's there. Um, um, yeah, and by the way, yeah, great guy to meet. You know, yeah, yeah, met, yeah. met him and Bill, and uh, yes. they're great guys. Nice. Me and my friend Scott met them um, at the USF uh, USF Sundome, I think it was, when they were touring a little later. But I've seen them four times. All every, right. yeah. every musician should be like him. As, as oh, they were right. they were yeah. very gracious. Yeah. The whole band was. But very they're gracious. not, unfortunately. They're yeah. more like Sting. Um, <laughs> yeah, these are four normal guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yeah, mostly. Did we sell what? We never told what Steve Mitchner said about Soul Asylum, did we? Did oh, you? you stop with Soul Asylum already? <laughs> it's like a no. bad penny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not big stop. black bad penny. There you go. That's where <laughs> I was we going. We stopped talking about Soul Asylum and Steve Mitchner already. Yeah. Okay. Enough. And Steve Albini. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's, anyway, that's a great song. It um, is. I love uh, does anybody else hear Seven Shores when you say Heaven's Yours? Yes. I, I, yeah. I, I, he's he's slurring his words yeah. and he's mumbling in that way that makes it m- interestingly obscure. So yeah. <laughs> a little a little incident that happens. You know, they're touring all over the place. They they play to like ten people in Detroit. They're up in the the woods or the mountains of Western Pennsylvania. They stop at a place to, to get some coffee, and then they're driving down this, you know, mountainous road for a couple hours, and Mike says, hey, where's Jefferson? <laughs> oh, shit, they left him? They left him, like, two hours back. Oh, and, oh, you know, God. they're sleeping in the back, and, you know, him and, I don't forget, maybe Peter's driving. <laughs> like, wow. You know, it's like a little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Who do we leave shit behind? Happened. Yeah. Holy shit, wow. So they drive, they have to drive, like, an hour to turn around oh, and come God. back and get Jefferson. All right, let's get to the next song here. Let's listen to a little bit of the song Camera. Will she be So yeah. like the eighties oh, listening to this, yeah. you remember like yeah. listening yeah. to totally. We were young mm-hmm. men. God, what happened to us? 
Thankfully, we got older. Yeah, because the alternative is not so good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Excellent point. Some of our friends did not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this song has been said is about Carol Levy. Carol Levy. Yeah, sadly, uh, she died in a car crash um, along with another person who was a local musician, Larry Marcus. Okay. And also in the car at the time, the guy who did uh, wrote the book, you know, a book about them. Um, uh, what's it called? Time um, Party Out of Bounds. Party Out of Bounds. Yeah, he was in the car. He got injured, but he did not die. But anyway, uh, Carol was kind of this eclectic person that was part of their artsy group in Athens. Yeah, right. right. The uh, Barber Street group. Yep. Um, and uh, she was a, you know, a lover, I think, of Michael early on. Michael was infatuated, thought she was kind of a Patty yeah. Smith. Right. It's very eclectic. You know, she had a, right. like a paper bag for a purse sort of thing. <laughs> sure. You nice. know, yeah. nice. but, uh, you know, a, a real, um, a, you know, a, a great sort of person. And it hit him real hard because yeah. um, I think this happened right when Murmur was coming out okay. is when she, di- a matter of fact, I think the week, I mean, wow. even the day Murmur came okay. out. Uh, she died in that car wreck. Uh, she was going from Atlanta back to Athens. And yep. uh, tra- tragic, you know, it's really tragic. So yeah. that hit him hard. And, um, you know, uh, I think that the whole group got a kind of, you know, a little bit of mortality. That's, that's the darker part of yeah. REM on this album. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this song definitely has that feel to it. it has oh, the man. It's a yeah. feel. And, yeah, uh, it's dark and sad. And yeah. Will le- you be remembered? Will legitimately be sad. Remembered? Yeah. 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 Will she be? Yeah. So, she, you know, she's in her 20s when she dies. That was brought me back because we had a friend in Athens. Mm-hmm die in a car wreck and, mm-hmm. and one of those things where you go like somebody just goes you walk in like we walk in the store where we started this food co-op and we walked in and, and one of our friends is just sobbing and we're like what the fuck and they said oh Cynthia Jarvis she's dead we were like what and she drove she was driving down a road mm-hmm. and at, turned and turned in front of a semi accidentally and you know it was just like one of those damn just gone instantly and you know um, Athens, I'm going to say, this is Susan and I have discussed this many times. This is a slight digression, but not much. Athens um, is a dangerous place to live. A lot of people die young in Athens, Georgia. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, it's um, intoxicating, and it makes you feel like you're immortal, and you might do things that, you that end up proving that you're not, mm-hmm. and so it's like that. Interesting, because it's uh, as you see, REM will be interviewed, and they say there's not a lot to do. Oh, right, right. So mm-hmm. when you make up things to do, sometimes the things you make up to do are are dangerous or bad for your health. And right. so um, we've lost a lot of friends there from various uh, um, various ways. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully we haven't brought everyone down too far. <laughs> Rob doesn't like it when we go I, on the downer streets. You know, Let me yeah. try to bring this up just a little bit. Okay. At the end of the song, they have this little instrumental um, that's just like them screwing around, which kind of like you know leads you to the next song. Oh like, right, oh, yeah, yeah. The right. James okay. Brown section. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then we get to a song where uh, Mike Mills thinks a place that's even that's worse than Athens. He doesn't want you to go back to. Right. So let's listen to a little bit of "Don't Go Back to Rock."
as I, as I recall, the bus station, the Greyhound station in Athens is right near the Varsity restaurant. That's just in my re- recollection. I could oh, be wrong. I remember that restaurant. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think the Greyhound station is right there, too. So what do you think of this song? I love this song, by the way. I, oh, yeah. I can't love this song more. So I'm not, honestly, I never get tired of this song. And we have right. some friends that were around there at the time. They were actually there when these things happened. And I remember someone telling me, you know, whenever you would voice an opinion about one of these songs, they would tell you the real story. And that <laughs> they knew, and they might, they're quite probably are right in, in that regard. Right. Um, they, you know, that they knew the person that this was actually about. Right. And so basically, many people know Mike Mills really wrote this. Mm-hmm. And who, right. So who was right. he writing this about? Uh, Ingrid Shore. Okay. And uh, Ingrid is a journalist. Matter of fact, what's interesting is. I read a lot about it, and I thought, why don't I add, I try to see if I can find something that Ingrid wrote about it? Right. You know? <laughs> oh, the, there you go. Yeah, and she did. You know, she said basically, um, Rockville, Maryland is what it's about. So, yep. So Mike's, you know, they're starting a romance in Athens, her and, and Mike, and they're at Tyrone's, which is no yeah, longer. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, she tells them, you know, her parents are starting to catch wise right. that she's starting to party a little bit harder, and she's got a cousin coming back or over to her house for the summer, and her parents are like, hey, you got to come back to Rockville to, you know, visit with our cousin and all that, which is an excuse to get her out of you know, the Athens right. party, like right. you just yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And um, and that's what happened. And Mike says, well, don't go back to Rockville. Right. You know, <laughs> I don't want you to do that. He's, he's right in between the uh, the Pac Man and the and the um, yeah and the exactly. pinball machine at yeah, Tyrone. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just I love this song because it started off way early on as a th- kind of a thrash punk song. Right. Huh. Is and there any is there any recordings of them doing it that way? Because I I've would never love to hear that. Yeah, I've never. If YouTube heard that. doesn't have it. It doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but but then you know they're like, hey, we're for some reason they start saying let's poke at Burtis. Because ah, uh, he was into song. country, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. So they're like, okay, here you go, here's your country song. But they didn't. But it's not done. It's it's done in a way that's. It's not like it's convincing country, but it's also not condescending. It is at not. all. It's, at it's all, not. it's great. It's and, got and a country edge Mills, to it, but you would Mike never Mills, get you. But you would still go, "Oh, this is a rock band playing country," yeah. which is fine, right? And, yes. and his but, piano playing in it is oh, great. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like a Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but I think yeah, they they definitely honored country. They didn't hate it. Oh, they yeah, weren't, they weren't sure. poking fun. They were poking well, they fun. Didn't have, they didn't have modern country to. Uh, yeah. They didn't have the satanic influence of modern country. Right. This is Kitty Wells or yeah, the real deal. Sure. Yeah. What she said about Web Pierce. The funny yeah. thing was that she said that Mike Mills had never actually been to Rockville. So yeah. a lot of the shit he says in here is just not right. It's not. I mean, it's a <laughs> suburb. It's not. There's no factories there. <laughs> right. But he's just saying, you know, hey, you know, this you know is what so they, much- they got some rocks for sure, yeah. though. <laughs> but this, you know, the thing that may resonates with me is I grew up in a small town that ends with a ville. Right, um, right. My beautiful wife, she she comes from St. Petersburg, but it, I grew up in a tiny town, and I couldn't get out of there faster. What's what town? Brooksville. Bro- I know Brooksville, man. We used to go to the TT motorcycle races. I never heard of that in my life. They used to have motorcycle races there when I was a, a, ki- a kid, and my we would go over and watch this neighbor of ours race. Uh-huh. At motor- <laughs> uh, the uh, motocross? Motocross. Actually, it's called TT. It's like on a slight, it's, it's like motocross, but a little flatter and a little faster and a little rounder. That's, that's as do, good as do, it gets. Do, do west of Orlando. Get on 50 and yeah. go west, That's and you get to Brooksville. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike Mills did a really good job of sort of writing country-ish type lyrics. And yeah. It's like, 
at night I drink myself to sleep and pretend <laughs> I don't care if you're not here with me. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to handle all my problems if I'm too far out to see. Again, see, again, the water reference. The water. Right. Following yeah. the water. Right. right. Yeah. 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 You know, now I appreciate what Brooksville has, you know, but but as a kid, it was kind of, yeah. you know. Really? Well, uh, yeah, well, okay, work with me here, Barry. <laughs> don't go back to Brooksville. Don't go yeah. back to Brooksville. Right. I, I had to kind of like tune in to WMNF Look, over there. From, I'm from Winter Garden, Florida. So. Okay, yeah, same sort of thing. Exactly, right? yeah, yes. My, fa- uh, my mom's family is from Webster, which is even more like insanely. Uh, Webster's not too far from Brooksville, yeah. It sure is not, mm. yes. They're nice places to visit. <laughs> right, but don't go back there. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't, you don't want to move there. Yeah. All right, so. So we're at the. You're not welcome. We're at the last song. The tenth you got some song. weird ideas, boy. <laughs> Thank you to Bill Berry. Thank God to Bill Berry for telling him this is going to be a single album and then make it right, ten songs, right. which is perfect. Most records should just be ten songs. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that story in the. They would never have put out a double album at this point. They it because they had they already were ascending in a way that you know other bands that we talked about that we loved were never going to ascend. Right, These guys, right, right, yeah. it's not that they were looking to be gigantic, right. but that chemistry that was there and that thing that was there, that they were... They were going in a, at an upward trajectory in a Although, way. Although I never, still though, I mean, good for them because you really couldn't, you know, maybe at that point you wouldn't say, are these guys, I, I would never have guessed that they would be as huge as they eventually became. I, they were too. a huge yeah. band at one right. point. I just, rem- I just remember the, the devotion that they inspired among people in Orlando. Um, no, they were great. They, Everyone people, loved them. Yeah, loved right. Them. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we went to, me and my roommate Scott went to, uh, Scott Yarbrough went to uh, Gainesville. Just, I mean, we heard that they were coming. This is the '84, you know, the yeah, same. Right, and, right. And, you know, I as much as I could see them, uh, I would. Yeah. Uh, I loved the band, and, and even into the late '80s, they were still great. They yeah. were great. Yeah, yeah. And how many bands, you know, can you follow for ten or fifteen years and still say, I want to buy their next album? Right. right. Not a lot. All right. So they, uh, this is the last song on the record. It's another like band on tour record, which these yeah. guys toured a lot, and that's sort of All a right. big part of why mm-hmm. they. Came so great. Let's just do a little bit of Little America. I think we're lost. Yeah. Right. One of the, ban- one of the bands- iconic lines in rock history. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So again, what band puts their manager like in two songs on there? I know. <laughs> I know. That's what just kicks ass and about it's, this band. But it's also, it's not just them saying to their manager, you know, we just can't find it. We're, we're, liter- we're like, we can't find where we are in the van. It's a bigger 
Jefferson, yeah, I, yeah, right. I think, I think we're, we're lost. lost. Yes. Like being like looking into the abyss of you know this is our oh this is our are we really yeah gonna be our, us, us hicks we, us, we're like not fucking hicks. around anymore yeah. this right. is a this is a big deal right right uh-huh it's so. there's a lot in this song so can we can we see ourselves doing this at 30 you know I in can't the van? See my, right, right but that's the thing you know you're just oh shit mm-hmm. that's the oh shit moment right i right. think this is going to be a career Right, so they yep. all they all dropped out of UGA. Yep, you know uh, they gradually they tried to do long weekends and it didn't work. And like, no. but this yeah. is like okay, we're we're leaping off and we're right. gonna this is gonna be our this life. is what we're gonna and it do. It actually yeah. worked out for them. Where ninety nine percent of the people oh, it does not work out. Probably more than ninety nine percent. The percentage is yeah. so small of people who say yeah we're gonna you know and even people who should be and. Never get, you know, they end up still riding around in the van yeah. for, you know, NRBQ. The fucking, these guys. I love those guys. The most unbelievable live act uh, that yeah. you'll, like, you'll ever see. And you go, these guys should be as big as the Rolling Stones. Nope. Yeah. Big star, you know. Big star. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, big stars. Let's sign with Stax, a subsidiary of Stax right. Volt Records. So that's really, that was really. Bert, they had no Burtis. They had no. They had no right? Burtis. Yeah. Right. And so you can. And they also had personality issues. Right, that right. They were not the best buds that REM was. Yeah. The, the fact that those guys mesh as well as they did has something to do with it as well. I mean, if you think. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I there's agree. no Bob Mold, Grant Hart sort no, of. Right, we were true. talking, we were about, talking that. about that earlier. Yeah. We yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. all the bands that were their contemporaries, the replacements, Husker Du. Um, this had, yeah, even the, the, even the Minutemen, D and yeah. Watt, always, you know, arguing and there's always a contention. Right. Seems like these guys had sort of a symbiotic thing going where I'm sure they argued. But there was every time they moved, they moved forward, and they were they were a tight knit group. Nobody has broken ranks on you know. Right. I'm going to tell you the true story about no, no, the other member. No, no, right? Well, look at them when uh, Bill Berry had that uh, annual. Yeah. It, it wasn't like they just grabbed another drummer right away and did it. They said, "No, well, that's kind of like the end of REM." And then they did it, actually. They did some stuff after, but all with him, his blessing. I mean, he he just right. couldn't play live yeah. anymore. And, and Bill Re- Bill Rieflin played for them, but he was. He, you know, he was always a side man. A side man, right? Yeah. And, and later the on, they, was and they had, a, and they also had a, an extra guitar player later uh, on, Peter right. Holsapple and uh, Scott from, McCoy from uh, Fresh Fellows, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, and uh, right. the other guy from but the those DBs. guys understood. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not members. We're, of we're the not members of REM. Yeah, we're right. your traveling. The core crew. group is. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you would say that after Bill left, the editor left, so things changed. Things changed. Yeah, it's like when when when. Tommy Ramone left, yeah, and Joey Johnny took over the Ramones. Everything changes. Like Tommy was the editor. Tommy was the one that go right. All right, fuck you. Do this. And, <laughs> right. And you know when Johnny took over, Johnny the fascist t- took, took over. over. Right. Yeah. It didn't, yeah, it didn't turn right. out quite as well. It did Speaking not. Of the dead. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're yeah. all fucking dead. What do <laughs> <Yeah>. you want? <laughs> They're all dead. Luckily, all of REM still alive. But that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so I sent you guys a, a link of like I took their last five albums. And there's some great songs on there, but you, if you condense them down to one album, it's, a, it's, it's as good as 
anything. Oh, other. So they okay. have. They, they got do. Gems. I didn't see that. Did you send that to us? Why yeah. didn't I see okay. it? Okay, I didn't see it. I'll send it again. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm in junk already. Or, or am I blocked bad. already? I have, no. a, I have a very uh, robust spam filter. Okay. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyway, they've got some great songs. Literally and proverbially. In those la- those later albums after, you know, uh, up all the way to Collapse in a Now. Okay. But um, they never, you know, it's odd that the formula changes so much. They're like, you know. Yeah. It's hard. One of the wheels comes okay. off. Okay. Not only that, you're huge. Everything you do has a different set of consequences yeah. than when you're in a van and you you know right. driving around. Everything there's an entire group of people that rely on you for their livelihood. The REM like their yeah. your the road crew and the everybody that does stuff for you. Yeah. That's true. But but only a band who was at the point that they were then that could put make a record like this one right here. That's the thing. This record oh, right, is right. a band just this, finding right, themselves this, and right, just ascending. Right. That's and right. And this is like the only time. And, and this re- I, I right. love this record so much. I do much. too. And I'm so yeah, glad. I, thank you so much, Tom, for bringing this. That thank was you fantastic. for coming down. Mm. Thank you most of all. Thank you for not murdering me and Barry. Because, <laughs> uh, I can't believe. I mean, he really was so <laughs> worried. This guy, I, have, I mean, this guy's I have, coming to my house. I have issues. I have trust issues. Barry, that's uh, <laughs> worse right. than I realized. Actually, <laughs> well, there's a lot of things worse about me that are worse than you realize. Uh, uh, all right, so what well, do we got? Uh, thanks, thanks again. Who's going to do the tell-all? I'm glad I made the audition. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So what do we got next week? We got your your buddy Nadine uh, uh, Nadine, Nadine Khan, Khan, who turned me on to so much great music and is a an incredible uh, musician and bass player and works on cars. And he's uh, his family. He's got a wonderful family. Um, he picked an album by a group that. Is one of the um, the amazing Swell Maps, who were a British band that one critic said they almost all of these bands did something of value except the Swell Maps, <laughs> which tells you that they did a lot of really great shit. They sound like nobody else really. Mm-hmm. And um, he picked a trip to Marineville, which is one of their albums. I am not. I've heard great things about Swell Map. I will say it's, I'm not familiar, so I'm excited. Excellent band. It's loony. I would say Tom Laurie's seal of approval. It's loony <laughs> without being like, like goofy. Oh. It's really legitimately mm-hmm. nutty and crazy and great. Another All right. gem you can pull out. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's next week. Uh, don't forget Sunday, September 29th is our first. TRGMH live event. It's part of Churchill's 40th anniversary. Uh, we got the Reckons, the Shakers, and the TRGMH four, which is me and Barry playing with Mr. Dan Bonebreak and Mr. Joey Maya uh, playing your favorite selections from previous. Uh, TRG- yeah, they're not your favorite selections. They're, they're our yeah, favorite yeah, selections. And, but you'll like some of them. You'll like them, and it's gonna they're going to be, gonna a lot be of good. Fun. So don't forget that's Sunday, September 29th, early show at Churchill's. Don't forget, um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, become a patron. Maybe one day you could be in like Tom Lowry's seat, which he's so, he's, he's, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. He hasn't left yet, so he could still murder. Love it. You should do it. Um, All right. We got Instagram. Don't forget. You don't stop. I'm going to tell him you should just kill him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to shut me up and kill me alright Instagram we're at that record got me high on Facebook it's facebook.com forward slash uh, email trgmh33 at gmail.com and on Twitter which we don't really I don't tweet that much I'll try and tweet more it's at trgmh podcast uh, once again thank you so much for listening thank you Tom for driving down and doing yes. this you were a great guest Love and it. we will and, have you again for yep. sure and 
He's going. You going to drive home after this? Are you headed back? No, I'm, no. He's got a place. To I got stay, a place right? over here. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Great. Uh, all right. Once we again, we can have another drink then. Yeah. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. We are that record got me. I will see you guys next week. We're out.